Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we kicked off today talking about um, TV piracy, the Premier League uh, TV piracy. Yeah. You know, people going to hooky feeds and buying fire sticks of all the games on. Um, because there's a new podcast on that very subject, and Matt Cutler, who's one of the people behind it, gave us a little bit of background to yeah, it, which it was, was fascinating. We had a good reaction to that. Um, we had the birthday spread, of course, didn't we? We did. We brought you that. Uh, it was exciting. Um, we had a bit of a chat. You got involved, which you always Jeff Peters do. Peters wants us to go live. I can't yeah, see that. You won't I mean. believe that. No, <laughs> book your tickets early to avoid <laughs> disappointment. Um, and also Rupert and Lizzie joined us for Racing from York. And uh, Rupert was in the full carry-on Rupert mode, <laughs> as he often is. So, I hope you enjoy all that. Here it is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Have I said that? If not, well done. Good. And good afternoon, everybody. Yes. And uh, I watched a bit of Villa v Hibs last night on yeah. my local channel, BBC Radio Scotland. Oh, yes, As of you course. Know, a, I get that for some reason. I don't even know why. But Was it a, was it a, a Scotia commentary, was it? No, was no. It, well, it was no. a Scottish commentary, but yes, it, was, it wasn't... Yeah, it was in it was in Scottish. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't on Alba. It wasn't on Alba. That would have been good, wouldn't it? It's not Gaelic, is it? What's the actual Scottish name? Gaelic, yeah, Gaelic, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I was impressed with Villa. They look really good, don't they? And uh, looking at Ollie Watkins, I was thinking after his hat trick, I thought about sending a picture of Ollie Watkins to Todd Bowley and the Chelsea recruitment team. Mark, this is a striker. Oh, this, this is what they look like. <laughs> Isn't it pathetic? They didn't. 954 million, no creative player and no yeah. striker. Well played, but 200 million on Within three defensive 30 midfielders. seconds talking about Chelsea. Well, 30 seconds. No, I'll go back show. to Villa because they were really impressive. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that they'll cope with Europe. I fancy them to win the conference with it. With respect, Emily Johnson and Hibbs, um, are they necessarily the yardstick for Villa's no, Premier League but season? Definitely not. And they competed except for, you know, they didn't bother to. Stop the grasses coming in, which yeah. wasn't ideal. Really. I, on, on, in Paddy's challenge yesterday, I, did, I, I came through in your absence. Mm. I beat Charlie, oh, yeah. and I had a little bet on the, the, the old boy coming back, uh, John McGinn scoring, but they didn't bring him on, did they? No, they well, didn't need to, didn't so maybe it would have been too painful for them. They've got a big enough squad now to cope with both. I think yeah. Gabby Agbon and Horn Breakfast saying it isn't that big the squad, but they were going through all the players they've got. They like a lot of teams, they've yeah. got a few injuries as well. But at 5 0, when the penalty went in, there's a brilliant bit of commentary. I didn't catch the commentator's name. 
but he said, he said they were rubbing further salt in the gaping wound for Hibernian. They're taking an absolute doing here on their own patch. <laughs> an absolute doing. <laughs> you don't often hear that. Gubbing, that's a good word, isn't it? Doing as well. or gubbing. The, um, I... I now, Hearts fans will know the pain of this, a second mm. leg when you're 5-0 down. Yeah, and I don't know if Mark Donaldson's listening mm. today from ESPN over in the States. might be a bit early for him. But I went to the second leg of of the Hearts-Tottenham game in Europe, uh, mm. must be about 10 years ago now, and Mark came with me. And, uh, yeah, 5-0 down. But, you know, you've got to keep the faith. It's a, it's a night out, isn't it? There'll be a night out at yeah. Villa you, Park for the Hibs fans. It, you never know. You, you I mean, never, I think you do know. Well, you know. do know, but you've got yeah. to try and get the best out of it and learn from it, and the younger players learn from yeah. it. So well, you, am I going mad when one then we beat them 5-0 at our place? I can't remember. But anyway, it, it was it was all pretty yeah, said and done by the time he got there. Uh, I turned over after, because I was watching Delay. I taped it earlier or recorded it earlier. Don't tape anything now. I recorded it earlier and watched it sort of in my own time and then when it finished I turned over to Mould versus Galatasaray it was nicely yeah. poised at 2-2 with 25 minutes to go but I thought oh life's too short really I don't care <laughs> I know Andy Brassel wouldn't have turned over but I had to I, I think we've all it. had one of those haven't we what, what was your footballing life's too short moment <laughs> that was it for me yeah let's, uh, let us know this <laughs> afternoon you're sitting there thinking what am I doing <laughs> I mean, it probably could be for... Hang on. Maybe it's like sitting there. You've probably... It might be a post-pub, sort of post-carry, sort of two in the morning, you're sitting there watching, you know, sort of badminton from Hillingdon or something. You think, have a hand over one eye thinking, what am, I, what am I doing? I've been here for half an hour. I've done plenty of those. The life's too short moment then. Talksport.com, uh, text 1889, tweet TSA. I want to make an admission on the show. You want to make a what? An admission. Okay, well, you're always good for them. I like the hundred. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I know. I quite like the format. I hated it at first. But I really like it now. It brings oh, its own you, tactical you're gonna challenges. Be, you're going to be in some ECB presentation. <laughs> Let's take, for example, um, this man wasn't an early adopter. Let's call him Andy. Let's call him Angry Andy from Chiswick. And he didn't like it. But now they'll be they'll be using you as, as yeah, they'll be getting you in for some research, Andy. It's it just got its own tactical challenge. It's like because I love cricket and it, and it is cricket. It, it was always going to be. Where, where does it differ right? from you to T20? It's very much shorter. Everything happens very quickly, and you've just got no time. There's not as much momentum shift. So, what, if the momentum does shift, it's hard to get it back. Do you but want to it's run this use with the bowlers? You can run that. it past Stuart Broad I will this, do, yeah, because I he's been doing a bit of commentary. I thought I mentioned it now because if I say it to Stuart Broad, people think, "Oh, I'm crawling." Just blowing, yeah. say, but no, I, I, Danny, I have to admit, I like the format. Maybe a pre-crawl night. comment. Uh, people may decide <laughs> that. So anyway, um, your sporting um, life's too short moment. If you want to relive those, like Andy sitting there watching Mold versus Galatasaray, <laughs> it's like watching Mold. It's Molder, of course. <laughs> They've grown on me. Uh, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure they have. And uh, um, I yes. just want to say that Forrest, I know you're going to hammer me for bringing it back to Chelsea, but Forrest has signed Gonzalo Montiel. At least they're getting a World Cup winner who can score from the penalty spot. There Thank we you. are. It's even bringing <laughs> Forrest back to Chelsea. So the other thing, yeah, we were just sitting in the office and uh, I, I, I had a sandwich and I, I thought I was just about to write the intro and I said... I said to Andy, I'll have me Leroy first. He <laughs> yeah. said, you what? I said, me Sani, me Leroy Sani. Very good. So we thought, Leroy Sarnis, fantastic calf that would be, wouldn't <laughs> it? It'd be worth opening yeah. that. And uh, and you come up with Harry's canes of all your walking stick <laughs> needs, didn't you? Yeah. The producers taking liberties with um, James Milliners, I think. Oh, that doesn't care. And no, not really. Yeah, no. And it's got to be on the it's got to be on the money. It can't be as can't be close to. So that's, should we just start a sporting high street? We can if you like this afternoon. If you want to add to the list, talksport.com forward slash eighteen J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TS. 
H and J. Did you know that Lucas Pacatar isn't his real name? I never realised this. He, his real name is something completely different. He comes from a place called Pacatar Island. Really? Yeah, which is why he's I've called I've been that. watching that on telly. It's very good. <laughs> it's a good idea, isn't it? What's his real name? It doesn't matter what his real name is, really, does it? I well, think. I think it does. I does mean, it? If, if, well, I mean, it does to him, doesn't okay. it? Okay. Well, it does to him. Lucas, at least it's that bit's right, Talenti no Coelho de Lima. Wow. Known as Pacatar. So he's Lucas de Lima, really? So Graham Le Jersey would have been that yeah. sort of idea. Wow. <laughs> So where he comes from is, is, the, is his name. Yeah, so he's Lucas. He's like Jan Venegor of Hesslink. Very so much he's, so. he's Lucas of Pacatar. <laughs> yes. Like he's jousting. That's it. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, thank you, Andy, for like bringing that. us that. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so coming up in the first hour, um, mm. well, we're going to be setting the scene for our racing, of course. We've got four live races. Uh, Rupert Bell's been sending out lots of pictures of his dinner and his breakfast. <laughs> and his red trousers. Yeah. <laughs> Not honestly. many people can carry off red no. trousers, can Only they? Posh You've got to be posh to carry <laughs> off red trousers. <laughs> you don't see Thomas Skinner coming in, do you? <laughs> in red trousers. You don't no, see... I don't. T- I, well, maybe you, I don't know. Maybe he when he goes off to Cheltenham, he might have bosh. He might have a pair. Johnny Fisher in red trousers. You're not going to see it, are you? No, it seems unlikely. I don't think so. Basically, anybody who says bosh will look wrong in red trousers. That's it. <laughs> Should we try and get Rupert to say Bosch and say, he'll just go Bosch? And his trousers are just automatically fall down. Yeah, that's right. That'll be it. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, yeah, Stuart Broad's going to join us for a bit of a chat. Um, uh, yeah, he's moved into the commentary box. That difficult, that crossover for when mm. you've just been in a dressing room and you know that criticism can smart sometimes and then you've got to be the one prepared yeah, to no, dish it out. Yeah, that's a very good point. So we'll talk to Stuart about that, how he's going to walk that particular tightrope. As we said, Racing the Moose is going to join us. We'll look at some of the transfer stories of the day. SA to City. When City come calling, mm. it, it must turn your head, mustn't it? Um, although Palace could do without losing him this late in the window. Not ideal. So um, we'll get to the bottom of that and some of the other big stories. Of them. And Moise Kane coming back to the Premier League potentially with Fulham. They're suggesting Vlaovic for Chelsea. Can't see that happening. Uh, maybe as a, a, a bit of skullduggery around Lukaku going to Juve. We'll see. We'll look at all the stories with John Cross uh, and to, to get in touch on all those things we laid up. The uh, we're looking for the um, yeah life's too short moments sports wise as well as the as footballing high street. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHJ 03717-22334. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Richard's Keys, of course. Of course. And I'm, I would imagine uh, David in Newcastle, in, in our football high street, they would definitely do uh, trophies, wouldn't they? Yeah. And they'd uh, put Blakey's in your shoes. They'd, do, <laughs> they'd, they'd give you the full treatment, <laughs> almost certainly. Yeah. Alan Shearer's, of course, the dog groomer, says Robin yeah. Leake. Just uh, we're building uh, off the back of Leroy Sarnes and she Harry's case. Really. Yes, yeah, a bit, you know, <laughs> bit route one, but why not? So, um, on a more serious note, we're going to talk uh, TV piracy around the Premier League now. New podcast uh, goes behind the scenes, but it puts the story into a bit of context. Often seen as a bit of a victimless crime, inverted mm. commas, in some people's eyes. Um, so let's, uh, before we chat to Matt Cutler, uh, one of the people behind it, let's get a flavour of it from uh, episode one. Five people have been jailed for a total of more than 30 years for illegally streaming Premier League matches. They made more than £7 million and had more than 50,000 subscribers. My name is Matt Cutler and for the last six months I've been exploring the illicit world of Premier League broadcasting. 
What I uncovered was a practice that's become second nature to millions of people across the UK. Supplied by a sophisticated international web of criminal activity. A web that's becoming more powerful by the day. And unless it's brought under control soon, it has the potential to change the sporting landscape as we know it. There we are. They spoke to punters as well, vox pops around people who are uh, openly buying those little dongles off of people or on, mm. online and sort of flouting the regulations. Uh, uh, yeah, Matt uh, Cutler joins us now. Hi, Matt. Hey, thanks for having me. You heard me in full Ross Kemp mode then. Oh, yes, you were. That's yeah. right, the dramatic music. No, it's, it's very good. I've, I've heard the first <laughs> couple and I'm, I'm really enjoying them. It's very interesting. And one thing you nail very quickly, and as I said, you talk to some punters, they're saying, well, our Premier League have got enough money. You know, they're not going to have a grand a year off of me. I've got my little dongle, I'm fine. Um, but obviously we'll come on to the way the Premier League are dealing with that. But... Um, you know, when you looked into it, you saw kind of so much of the money from it fed into some pretty illicit trades. Yeah, completely. And I think that's that's one of the reasons why we looked to do a documentary about this, because piracy, it's uh, it's quite a nuanced debate. I think if you go online and you see lots of fans saying, oh, football is too expensive and there's a cost of living crisis, it's very simple. You know, I need to go elsewhere to do it. But actually, when you dig into it uh, more deeply, you see that, well, one, there's a lot of money that's not just going outside of sport, but going to, frankly, some quite nefarious characters across the world. And it's funding some bad stuff. You know, there's evidence to show it's funding like some of the worst stuff that's going on. And the people who are really at the top of the lots of the same people who are involved in drug trafficking and people smuggling. And I think that's one of the things we look to really do is to uh, kind of to your point is, is it is it a victimless crime? I, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, but is you mentioned it, people think it's too expensive. And isn't this all come from the EU ruling that Sky had a monopoly? And, and we knew at the time, we said this is going to work against the consumer because if you want to watch everything in the Premier League, you have to have BT or TNT, you have to have Sky, you have to have uh, Amazon Prime. Via Play, the zone. Play. You know, it is, <laughs> it's a problem, this, isn't it? You, I'm not saying excusing people, but it does make it very expensive. Yeah, in many ways, the, the Premier League are almost a victim of their own success because they've built a really good product with lots of money flowing in by, you know, by the likes of Sky, investing lots of money into it. But Sky and others, they need to recoup, you know, their investments in it. And, you know, we live in a world where costs are going up for everything. And, you know, for the average punter, it's not just TV subscriptions. It's, you know, it's where we're spending money all, all over the place. And, you know, people are having to, to, to you know, buckle their belts and, you know, we see this in other areas. I know, you know, there was lots of fan protests. Was it the last Premier League game week? Not just about ticket prices. It's it's, it's very, very similar mm. similar arguments. I mean, people have been buying these fire sticks, as I said, illicitly online or from a bloke in a pub or whatever, which allows them to watch all of the games. And they probably got that and thought, I'm fine, I'm untouchable. But you talk in the documentary about this operation that the Premier League carried out, and I think it's still ongoing, where they can track people down, can't they? Yeah, yeah, they can. And um, whether they will look to kind of prosecute people, that's a, the kind of a slightly different question because, you know, one, actually one of the things we went into in this is that there wasn't a huge amount of data to tell us in the first place how many people are doing it because, you know, it's it's something that people kind of do in the shadows. I don't think people are particularly proud about it. You don't, you don't go around boasting about it. Um, but it turns out, you know, we did some research about this, that, that, you know, there's at least 5 million people, we think, illegally streaming sport. And so it's really the one way to tackle it will be to, to go to source to so get the people who are who are doing it in the first place rather than the rather than the punters themselves. Yeah. Another problem, I think, is, is, is the three o'clock kickoff thing, you know, that 
ideally, you know, if you're a fan of a club, I'd love to be able to buy an away season ticket so I could watch Chelsea away from home when I can't go on Mm. telly. And I think that would also, you know, take away this desire that people have thinking, well, I want to watch the team, but it's not on. Where can I see it? You know, and that is a problem. Yeah, completely. And and one of the really Mm. interesting things that we found within this is that this isn't millions of people not spending any money on sport or football. The data shows that actually two thirds of people who watch sport illegally are also paying legitimately for stuff. So there's a there's almost a supply and demand thing here. And, and you know, the the 3 p.m. kickoff thing is a really good example. To be honest, this is where the whole thing started in the first place. I'm a, you probably can tell from my accent, I'm an, I'm an exiled uh, Brummy living in North London and I can't go to all Villa games, you know, it's a hundred mile drive each way to Villa Park. And the game that really tipped me over the edge was a rearranged game due to the Queen's funeral. It was Wolves at home, as in Villa Park at 8 p.m. I can't I can't get to that, but then it wasn't on TV either. And I'd, I'd pay for it, but I yeah. literally couldn't watch it at, yeah. anywhere else. Um, yeah, and getting the Mr. Biggs. I mean, when they do, as we discovered from those recent sentences, they are... Big, big sentences, aren't they? Huge uh, sentences that were handed down. Quite a deterrent, down. I'd say. Well, yeah, as you said in, in that little piece. I mean, you, you do wonder whether whether it is or not. But if there's so much to be made uh, from it, then people will still take that chance. Completely. And, and you know, one of the things, you know, piracy or copyright theft online is it's all very, you know, it's all very internet based, right? This isn't, this is people hacking into stuff and distributed it online. Basically, anyone can really do it with a bit of, you know, even with just a bit of Google. So uh, I think showing the showing the the prosecutions as a bit of a deterrent is something that can help stem it. But the issue that um, the issue, not just the Premier League, but lots of other sports organizations have is that as soon as one one thing gets closed down, you know, another thing is it's, it's whack-a-mole, the more, more stuff comes up. And one of the things we've really looked to do as part of this is try and look more about the root. What, what is the root cause of this? If we saw this 20, you know, you boys remember this 25 years ago with music, with Napster, mm. where it showed there was a better, you know, there was a good way that people wanted to download music and the things that developed after that, you know, the Spotify's Apple music of the world, they're actually really good for the consumer, cheap, and really comprehensive access to, to music. And, you know, we posed this question in the last episode, what, what, what does that mean for sport? What's the sports equivalent of that? What's the situation around VPNs, Matt? I mean, this mm. is so, because obviously with VPNs, you, you can pretend you're in France or Germany or whatever, where you can watch Premier League football at three o'clock. Where does the, where does the kind of piracy survive around that? Because the, these are legitimate businesses, uh, you know, involved in VPNs. Bit, bit of a grey area, but I, I think if you look in the kind of legally, it's 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 still piracy because you're they they don't have the rights to to show that in a certain country. So yeah, if you're you know getting American thing American footage with a, with a VPN, you're you are still breaking the law, mm. um, even even if you are paying. Um, but again, it goes back to the other point. Like lots of people are using VPNs because <laughs> outside of the outside of the UK, you can watch you can watch everything and. It seems strange that, you know, we're a, we're a nation, you know, and your listeners are a nation of football, sports-loving people who want to watch this and would pay to watch it. So, I don't know. I, th- I think the product is, is broken somewhere down the line. And just finally, it, it, you mentioned it's whack-a-mole, but they're certainly getting far more sophisticated, the Premier League and their sort of um, piracy busters, aren't they? It's less whack-a-mole than it was because... You know, everybody sees these websites pop up promising this, that and the other on social media, but they're getting closed down very quickly. They're often getting closed down mid-game. Yeah, they're, they're very, uh, yeah, they're very hot. The, the Premier League invests, invests quite a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of money in this. 
Um, but yeah, but like I say, the it, like in lots of criminal activities, the the bad people are one step ahead of the the good guys in inverted commas. So so it's uh, it's almost like a bit. It's a bit of a means to an end. It's um, it, it's working for the moment, but what's it going to look like going forward? Who, who knows? That's a big question. We wish well with the podcast, Matt. Thanks very much. Thanks. Cheers, uh, so there we are, Matt Cutler, um, one of the people behind Pirates versus the Premier League, the full mm. story and some very interesting conversations. Yeah, the three o'clock kickoff thing would help. I, I don't yeah. even think it would stop you. If you're a talkie fan like John, it's not yeah. going it, no, it to not go to It stops the, the casual, maybe lower league fan. Possibly. But you I know, think, if you're staying was, in the drive. I've always thought that was a spurious argument and there's no. m- money to be made. I don't think Rick Parry would think that. No, well, <laughs> anyway. no, no, they don't. But if you're a fan of a Premier League club, you'd love that. Sure, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Podcast. Um, so your your breakfast, Rupert. We saw pictures yeah. of your breakfast earlier, and you kindly sent those out. <laughs> in, 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 Instagram, to, really? Instagram influencer. <laughs> when you were growing well, up, did you ever manage to take photographs of, of your right. own food yeah, and sending yeah, it out? That's right. When you were in the front line, Rupert. When you were a military man, <laughs> sending pictures of your breakfast. Well, he wouldn't out. want to. He wouldn't want to. No, you and you wouldn't. wouldn't have. When I was a young boy, I never wanted to post pictures of my mother's cooking. No, because okay. <laughs> <laughs> cooking was an optional extra. Uh, 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 Food was an optional yeah, extra. Yeah, right. So, um, I mean, um, I can't tell whether it's sweet or savoury. I mean, there seems right. to be a pot of honey on the side of it, but I, yeah. it looks like. Um, I mean, with respect, I, it looks it looks like a complete mess. What is it? It was French toast mm. uh, oh, yeah. with some compote, fruit, then some chantilly cream, and on, a, and then something that was soaked in brioche. And I couldn't wow. work out what it was. It was vanilla soaked brioche. God. And, and I'll tell you what. It sounds poncy, but it was absolutely <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Uh, and it was at the Pig and Pastry, which mm. is fantastic, uh, just down the road um, from here. Where, and, uh, Lizzie and I had broke breakfast together this morning, nice. and uh, she went for the more sensible uh, scrambled egg and uh, Scotch yeah. salmon, which, again, you is You went still for the bit. full Elvis experience, but Rupert, didn't you? a tin of ju- a can of ginger <laughs> ale. Yeah, what's, car- what's the karma? Why are you on the karma drink, Rupert? Well, I've seen this before. Well, we had quite a big night last yeah. night. Ah, and, uh, so, ah, <laughs> so, so a little glass of ginger... Yeah, a little glass of gingerella, as it was called. Yeah. Uh, it is, in, uh, but it was it was lovely and and a surprisingly uh, good value. Um, but there we go. Um, that that was my breakfast, um, um, which I really enjoyed. You and were there, si- was a, yeah, sorry, there was another one hmm. from. Well, we had a really good dinner as well last night, didn't yes, we? Yes, I've seen pictures of his dinner as well. Equally, <laughs> that looks. Like I mean, something in paper. It does. It? It's kind of lying <laughs> in, in. It looks. What I don't know if. I mean, it doesn't look... It, I'm sure it tastes nice, but it, it didn't look Is all it that fish? Mm. No, it's, it's feta. It was um, feta, Fe- roasted honey feta. Right. It was lush. I mean, that wasn't the only thing we had. Um, no, there, were, there were other things. On, Did Rupert come in drunk offer. singing Villa songs after the game? <laughs> uh, I gave up. I, I didn't need to watch after half an hour because yeah, we didn't. were 3 all up and it was... Um, it was it, it was. I didn't need to sing a song. No, because okay, it wasn't. There was no tension. There was no tension no in that. Jeopardy. No jeopardy. There was no jeopardy yesterday. From the moment they scored the first goal mm. after 14 minutes, it was um, mm. done and dusted. So I was able to go to my dinner date on time. But Lizzie. You were stood us, Izzy and I, up for 45 minutes after giving me a hard time yesterday about being going to watch the football. Well, what did you do to me? You stood me Diva-like up. Diva-like behaviour. Oh. Uh, back, back to you later on, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Rupert Bell and Izzy Kelly. We'll find out why she was 45 minutes later on. She's not getting away with that.
Um, still to come, uh, the Moose joins us. We'll look uh, hear from the gaffers and the players ahead of the weekend's games. Uh, we'll look at some transfer stories of the day as well. We're opening a lot of shops in the world of football. You've sent us loads, so we'll run through some of those on our return. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. And uh, in the second hour of the show, we're going to be in Poland with our top uh, commentary team bringing you the boxing on Saturday night uh, on TalkSport, uh, Alexander Usyk versus Daniel Dubois. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be chatting to Adam Cattrall from Fight Night a little bit later on. We'll uh, be joined by the Moose. We'll round up the best of the managers and players' press conferences ahead of the games this weekend. And there's lots of mm. transfer stuff going on, as yeah, Tom said, is. so we'll be covering that for you as well. Plus, later on, we'll talk Everton with comedian and Evertonian Sam Avery. Worrying comments there. I'm sure for Evertonians, after a difficult couple of weeks to hear him say no guarantees about new signings, it's uh, tough times there at the moment. So we'll have a chat with Sam later. More live racing, of course. I meant to tell you the other day, uh, John wasn't here, our producer. He, he went to see Torquay against St Albans on the weekend. Yes, so did uh, Charlie Baker. Yeah, yeah, and well, it's nice and local for them. And uh, I sent John a link to the nudist camp I used to go to, which is in <laughs> St Albans. I think it was but, a naturist uh, park. Did they call it a nudist sh- camp? Nudist camp, Since yeah. Bernard... Breslau died. Have they called it a nudist camp? I That's don't what know. it was known as when I used to go. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I was about 12. A nudist I'd camp. I'd stopped going for obvious reasons. It's, um, <laughs> it's called the Spielplatz. And, uh, it's, I mean, it, people often... I mean, I'm, sure people, the... I'm sure people listen to this show and they think... How did he turn out like that? I'd say being taken to a nudist camp <laughs> when you're 12. It was the least erotic place in the universe, I have to tell you, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it's... I mean, your mum and dad went, did yes. they? Yes, yeah. Well, Couldn't they have left you with a babysitter? <laughs> I don't know. My dad loved it. My mum hated it. My dad loved it. He loved the place. He just. My dad was a real sun worshipper. So right. the idea that he, you know, he could worship it... I mean, he could have gone down to Clacton with a pair of Speedos on, couldn't he, if he, <laughs> he liked the sun? Done. He didn't need to I go know. the whole hog. I thought it was... It damaged me taking me there. There's no question. I don't, I don't know Were there any other did. kids? Did they have, like, a kids' oh, yeah, club? of course, yeah. I mean, it was like so. Yeah. Other kids you had to play badminton with. I just remember the woman. Who, the, why is that the Why is that the sport of choice in in uh, in nudist camps? Badminton, yeah. Badminton, badminton no. or volleyball for some yeah, reason. Both. Okay. Uh, no idea. Not a lot was, of high jump. No. <laughs> Pole vaulting. The woman who used to bring the teas. She's she not Mrs. Overall, was she? Teas, really. She told she's like standing there. What a strange place. I know it was very strange. I'm going to look at. Is it still there, Andy? It is. It's still going. I found it. I said to John after I attended, I found that quite triggering. Looking it up, <laughs> only did it for a joke. <laughs> so, spent the no whole af- spent the whole afternoon <laughs> wandering around his kitchen naked, smoking a pipe. <laughs> Fantastic. There's um, Colleen uh, Rooney. The uh, the story of a uh, court case. Yeah, it's yeah. Going to be on TV, and they were previewing. I don't think it. there's been quite enough programs about it. Do you? Honestly, I've written here, as Adina Menzel would say, just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, who cares? Yeah. There's nothing left to say about it. Honestly, talk about milking it. It's ridiculous. Mm. But there you go. Um, and if there's a rumour that Foller and Bollock... I can't even pronounce his name. <laughs> I hope he doesn't come. <laughs> follow in Balogun. That's him. Follow yeah. in Balogun. Yeah, you follow in Balogun? <laughs> I am on Twitter. Yeah, of course you are. Now X. You notice everybody calls it X, formerly Twitter. You, They're not, are they? they Don't every, call it X. No. Don't play into his hands. Nobody should call it X. X. If he does join Chelsea, I've got a song for him there. 
Faller in, faller out. Yeah, all the latest tunes, Andy. <laughs> yeah, that'll work, won't it? Marvellous. No did you problem. sing that at the Spielplatz? <laughs> I did, actually, yeah. Twelve <laughs> years old, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. So... Did you think that the criticism of the England players was a bit harsh, the England women players who came back? Well, no, it was nothing to do with them. It was, exactly. it was the FA. FA what could they let, do? FA let them out the back door. Oh, what I mean, a disgrace, really? says Keith Flanagan to the oh, sun. Oh, now, Keith, get your facts right. Oh, George right. Stanway was on the telly yesterday saying we had no idea. Would it have hurt, really? I mean, I don't know how many fans there were there. There weren't that many. 50 that or something? Thing, yeah, Would no it have hurt, really, to have found a way of saying, yeah. somebody from the FA going out and saying, they're not going to come this way, but if you want to come with us... Yeah, I think it would have been better, wouldn't it? I think if they've all got to be, have a kind of full body search before they can get anywhere near the players, but I'm sure the players would have taken their chances, wouldn't they? Yeah, I think they would. Martin Samuel wrote an interesting piece, I think it was on Tuesday, about he basically saying what I was saying about if Wiegmann was the England manager, the England men's manager, yeah. you know, that she'd be a turnip on the front page of the Sun. He didn't quite say that, he said, but mm. much has been said lately about Serena Wiegmann getting Gareth Southgate's job, but what if it was the other way round? If Wiegmann received the treatment regularly meted out to Southgate in previous England managers yeah. at major tournaments, I mean, they do get a real... Doing as they said, that commentator yeah. last night. And you know, I think that the, like, there know, are that is that double standard. But Gareth thing. didn't when he got England to a final or, and to a semi final, did he? I mean, well, I don't know, people were annoyed, weren't they, about the semi final? Said he made mistakes, and then the same in the final against Europe. People were quite critical. Yeah, you know, I don't know. We shall see. Um, what else did you, have you... I'll tell you, let's get some of these in, because Come we on. did mention earlier on, I, when I was having a bit of lunch, I said to Andy, I'm just going to have me Leroy, me Leroy Sane. Lovely. And we thought, well, that would be a great sandwich bar, wouldn't it, in the Premier League sandwich bar or the sporting sandwich bar, hmm. the Leroy Sane. Uh, you went with Harry's Canes for all your walking stick need. Uh, we always get our keys cut at Richard's Keys. Uh, David in Newcastle <laughs> told us about that. Alan Shearer's for our dog grooming, Robin Leake, thank you for that. Mark's Fish. He's our local fishmonger. Yeah, course, yeah. Paul in Ipswich. Jeff's Capes. I think that's an old Harry Hill one. Dave in Berry. Uh, Bernardo. Bernardo Silva. Uh, which is where we go and get all our jewellery from uh, Christian in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, the cryptocurrency business. Sad, Sadio's Mane. Yeah. Says Nathan the Arsenal <laughs> fan. Peter's Coats. That's Bert the Stokey keeping Not it bad. a bit. Uh, a bit stoked for us. Terry's Butchers, uh, Peel from South Wales. Um, yeah, Ro Rogers Millers for all your corn grinding requirements. How much <laughs> corn do you want, Ground Cliff, the Spurs fan? Diogo's Jotters, that's where we get our stationery. Thank you for that. <laughs> that's good. Um, I buy all my uh, mod gear from Scott's Parkers. Uh, Stu's up a ladder in Bournemouth. <laughs> that's good too. And we've got um, the music shop, John's Tones. John Stones. John's, John's Tones. Tones. All right then, go yeah. on then. Do your worst. Can uh, I say to you... Uh, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Yeah. I've got exciting news about today's birthday spread. It's brought to you by Edinburgh Fringe Gag winner, Lorna Rose Treen. Uh, oh, right. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake, that joke. It's so bad, wasn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't put that in the birthday spread. Yeah. I was looking at it and thinking, that is so bad. I, it's the sort of thing I do, and then I just reject it. It's become, a, I mean, I How think. How did it win, Joe? Well, Best joke I think in the, the problem they've got it's is. It's not even a joke. They have to come up with a joke that isn't going to offend anybody, and that is getting increasingly more oh, difficult. That is quite There's no way Sadovitz is going to win it, put it that way. No, absolutely <laughs> Any not. Anytime soon. <laughs> so, yeah, I think there is an element of that to it, but. Uh, uh, yeah, 
Weird. It's a shame. I agree with Apparently, Ali, Ali Ross wrote a good piece yesterday about that. I, I thought I agreed with him actually. Yeah. Apparently, it's it's not particularly representative of of her show, which has been no. It might be incredibly unfair storming on her it, because, and people you know, have been saying yeah, she, her show is absolutely. I know fantastic. it's not fair, but, is it? Really? Uh, but, but there you go. So there that's go. what she got an award for it, and quite possibly a, a big check as well. Uh, Sam Burgess is on his way back uh, to uh, Super League, but uh, he's he's had a fallout uh, with everybody over in Oz. Mm. Um, where he's been playing, of course, in the NRL. And his gaffer there is Russell Crowe. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's now walked out on South Sydney, apparently, because uh, Russell Crowe hung up on him. Oh, really? They're having a chat. He was, he was trying to put his uh, state his case, say what had been going on at the club. And now Russell's put the phone down. That's Thinking not ideal, that. is Hollywood it? Hollywood really? star puts phone down. There's nowhere to go after that. Is no, there isn't. Is he coming back to play or as coach? He's coming back. As, he's coming back as to coach. coach that's yeah, what I that's thought, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but not until uh, later in the year. So, um, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talks. But we're off to Poland next, where uh, Daniel Dubois takes on the, the mighty Alexander Usyk. Um, it's it's a fascinating fight, and uh, we've been building up to it throughout the week. Of course, we'll bring it to you live. Adam Cattrall gives us his take on the ground. I think they're getting together for the press conference today. We'll have the weigh-in for you tomorrow and the fight proper, of course, on Saturday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. But are we going to head back now to York, our yes, second good. race of the afternoon? Big old field for Rupert to get stuck into. I think twenty-two runners. Rupert, you've been doing your homework. Uh, panicking. <laughs> panicking. <laughs> well, your sideline's pretty good there because you had some had some difficulty last... Where was it last time we were racing? Was it uh, Epsom? There was uh, a few issues when, seeing what was going on. You, you got your spotter there, Lizzie. Last. Goodwood, yeah. that's right. Yes, yeah, Goodwood was, was, was awful. 
Yeah, not good. But we're all right. I'm no, just about all right. But I've, I've got a couple of monitors and I've got my superior spotter, mm. Lizzie, here. So if there's a bit of a panic going on. But it's it's a these two-year-olds, you're not quite sure in and out form. You're not quite sure where they sit in the pecking order. So there's an element of unknown. But I think it's still a very competitive-looking race. And I'm going to stick with my original selection, Dragon Leader, look well in the mount of Ryan Moore. And just remind us, Lizzie, what was, what was your call in this one? Uh, mine's Twilight Romance, mm -hmm. Jason Hart and John Quinn teaming up again. They have Highland Princess, who's uh, a good sprinter. Um, he's a horse who's run three times, not been out of the first three, and has won at York over course and distance before. So I'm sort of hoping that Twilight Romance is going right. to do the job yes. for me. I'm, I'm on guide. Because Guiden. The, the guy from Ryan, Ryan McHugh. From, Ryan McHugh from Paddy Power. Tipped, I don't know why I went with it. No one else fancies it at all. Yeah. yeah. The right uh, outsider. It is, and the last two runs haven't been very good. But the one point you have in your favour is it's trained by Richard Hannon, who likes to win this race. So, um, uh -huh. you know, there may be, you know, don't, don't, don't be depressed yet, Andy. No. Um, you know, which, so <laughs> I think it uh, has a chance. There's I've gone no, each no I have gone. We never stop the Ange horse, so it'll be an omen. If it loses, it means we're going to have a terrible season. Of course not. <laughs> uh, so do, you have, do, you, do you have to sing a song when you sing it? Uh, yeah. No, there is no song attached. It's just his mantra, which he oh. which he brought with him. He's brought with him from every club throughout his uh, career. So, um, why were you forty five minutes late for last night, Lizzie? Why did you leave them sitting there? Well, we tried to come up with some fun answers to this question including <laughs> that I wouldn't disclose uh, where I was try and make it all mysti mystical mysterious, yeah. I, hope Ed, I, I hope Ed's not listening yeah I was going to uh, say it wouldn't be great <laughs> would it the old but man unfortunately listen. I was just in a meeting oh yeah, but, okay yeah, but that's, that's not good enough. Mm. I could have then stayed, uh, and instead you left me and Izzy having to make small talk for 45 minutes, and I felt <laughs> for that's Izzy. That's a chore to Rupert. <laughs> he knows how to get on side with his producer, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I, poor, poor old Izzy had 45 minutes of my company. Wow. Anyway. Even well, I yeah, we all do. know it's dreadful, yeah. yeah. But we all have <laughs> to put up with you, don't we? In a one-on-one, -on -one, that must have been... It must have been the worst <laughs> speed date Izzy's ever yeah. been on. <laughs> <laughs> A 45-minute speed date with I Rupert in his red her. trousers. <laughs> I could see her eyes rolling. Yeah, in front. thousand yards there. And permanently going, Lizzie, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> I can't take any more of this. I'm going to go home. Constantly Poor texting the word. I better get hold of Izzy's phone and it will be full of panic, screaming faces and the words, help. <laughs> <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So back to York, where I take it Rupert uh, is going easy on the uh, Lanson. He got a little freebie bottle earlier on because you've got 20, 20 runners in this runners one, Rupert. This another, one. another difficult one to call. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to say there's only 19. Oh, 19. But, okay, right. but yeah. the thing is, what we are now is, it, it may not be raining, but we are huddled under an umbrella, mm. and we are very, we basically are inside each other's bodily... No, no, I, I, oh, <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. sake. <laughs> yeah. What well, is yeah. wrong with you? <laughs> he's just, Sorry. He's, he's always been Leslie Phillips. <laughs> he's basically, we've got an umbrella. just cancelled you, Rupert. <laughs> 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 well, I... But anyway. I mean, that is, that's the second day in a row 
you've said something yeah. that's completely mm. inappropriate. Well, I, <laughs> me too. Well, I didn't mean to I'll say I'll give you HR's uh, number. There's <laughs> honestly, you go. I'll, I'll, honestly I'll group is on a countdown to, to cancelled. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I we're under an umbrella together. Okay. Exactly. Even though it's not raining, so mm. we can't actually see. Stop laughing, Izzy. Uh, so that we can actually <laughs> see our screen because um, oh. it, it, the sun has come out. Well, so oh, that's nice. why. Oh, my goodness. Yep. So that's it's, it's, so we're up close and personal. That so, would have been a better way of putting it. Yeah, that would have well, been much, just. much better. Yeah. Um, let's get the dinner plans. What have we got time then for this evening? What's oh. what's uh, Lizzie? What have you got uh, got planned? I think we're going to the Botanist. Oh, okay. Um, which does a special sort of hanging kebab. Oh. No doubt Rupert will find some way of making that sound revolting. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. He almost certainly will. But I've been, I've, I've had one of those. They are very nice. Rupert, will you have the hanging kebab this evening? I will definitely have the hanging kebab. I've never heard of a hanging kebab. You, could have, you didn't have to say it like that, Rupert. You didn't have to say it like that. Well, I'm looking forward to going to the botanist. Yeah. I don't know whether we've been to one before, have we? There's nothing... No, I don't think we have. No. So no. Th- that's our, and this is our last supper because we're only doing one more day uh, oh. here and it's our last uh, sort of um, last supper of the racing year. Izzy can't wait. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but poor old Izzy's got to drive to Bournemouth from here on a Friday of a bank holiday for our coverage on Saturday morning. Oh, so um, we probably will have to be disciplined to think of our yep. producer's long drive to Bournemouth for Saturday morning. Can I just say there's nothing like a well hung kebab? No, that's that's not even. I mean, there was no subtlety going on before. Oh, Andy, welcome to my world. Anyway, well, fair play. Um, But I'm looking forward to it anyway. Um, We will report tomorrow, no doubt, how we've got on with our well hung kebab. Yes, um, but. Uh, slightly earlier than usual to accommodate that race, it is the birthday spread. Yes. It's slightly different today in that Andy's in the studio mm. and uh, Charlie is at home. Good afternoon, Charlie. Speaking of ropey guests. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that was the link. I just decided not to do it. Yes. You should have gone with it. I, I can't should, believe really. you didn't go with it. I should. <laughs> so, uh, Charlie, um, just, yes. as you pointed out yesterday, you're at home, so it does allow you to cheat, doesn't it? I'm, I'm at home today, I can cheat. I'm at home because my son got his GCSE results today. All is very well. He's passed absolutely Good. everything Excellent. except drama, which, wow. is, if there's, which is a protest if ever there was one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a right. Surprise, uh, right. A, a mum who's an actress, yeah. a dad who's yeah. uh, an actor and a comedian. So there we are, tremendous. He doesn't definitely saying, I don't want to do what you two do. <laughs> well, I'm not, do, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's good. So, um, there's a, uh, Jeff Peter of course keep score for us good afternoon Jeff talking of talking of even ropier guests oh yeah uh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. we're all lined up for it so yeah. Paul has won three in a row one against Max two against Charlie Charlie leads 14-12 in the 2023 edition but it's Paul 50 Charlie 31 overall and I did enjoy your podcast Paul uh, with David Earl. Oh, yes. And a story I'd never heard before about Andy when he went to West Ham, which you'll have to tell on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, you probably have told on the show. Andy's before. often told it. Andy pretended uh, the, to be. The a, Danish. He pretended to be <laughs> Danish. I was so laughing so much. <laughs> Honestly, so, so good. I thought the quick thinking, just out of nowhere, yeah, to suddenly say. I was impressed. Uh, but it would have been. I always thought it would be. Anyway, I'll let Andy tell his story later on if we've got time. But uh, that was. that was this, Don't touch that dial. Um, it's a simple game. Ten birthdays. <laughs> 
that Andy has collated. He's got a gag for each one. We have to guess how old these people are. Some will know, some we won't, so it'll be educated guesses or just punts. Uh, the one who has the smallest margin of error, having guessed the ten birthdays, is the winner. OK, here's Pelé and Sergio Mendes. And I'll kick us off as the one last week. Andy, first birthday. OK, yes, it's the former number one tennis player, Jim Courier. Jim Courier. Wow, yeah. And his father was the Ooh. obstetrician who helped bring my kids into the world. Yes, they were delivered by Courier. Yay! Ah, oh, very nice. That's very quite nice. difficult. I mean, I'm trying to think of the Courier years and when his era was. He'd be about 54, would he? Or am I, am I come well out there, Charlie? I think he's about 57. What is he, Andy? Oh, sorry, I was looking so at he's Charlie. Watching the telly. Well, he's I was watching, watching Charlie, Charlie think about it. It was quite interesting. He was sort of leaning back. Yeah, Charlie looks like he's laying on his bed. <laughs> That's incredible. 53. <laughs> 53. I said, oh. I said 54, you went 57. Yeah. Is that right, Jeff? Good start. Yeah, yeah it's Paul 1, Charlie 4. Okay, okay, okay. Charlie goes first. We alternate. Okay, it's the former West Indies cricketer, Shivnarayan Chanderpaul. Shivnarayan Chanderpaul. And I was with him, actually, when we bumped into TalkSport's legendary golf correspondent, yeah. Bob Bubka. Mm. He greeted us with a, Hey there, Chanderpaul and Andy. Hey. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> What's that? That's Sean Paul. Chanderpaul. 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 Chanderpaul, yeah. Okay, okay. good. Sean. Um, I prefer... Yours, Andy. Um, Forty-seven. Uh, Forty-nine. He's forty-nine. Oh, oh spot on. Seen it in the paper. Yeah. <laughs> no, it. I haven't. <laughs> Oh, Charlie. Second birthday. second birthday in cheating. Unbelievable. <laughs> off he goes. Off he goes. Big oh, baby. Charlie. It's Paul One, Charlie Six. Okay, next birthday, Andy. Okay, it's the singer Fred Durst. Fred Durst. And he's a massive cricket fan, actually. He's from Limp Biscuit. Oh, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive oh, yeah. cricket fan who lives for the quadrennial contest between England and Australia, passing down his valuable MCC tickets to his family on the days he can't attend. It's ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Oh, blimey. <laughs> Fred Durst. He's got to be in his 50s, isn't he, I would think. Fred. Uh, right, said so Fred Durst. Um, 55. What do you think, Charlie? Yeah. Durst past the post, I was going for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Durst amongst equals? Yeah, yeah I had yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah. Okay, yeah, first, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 52. 53. Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. Got one back there, I think. Yeah. yeah, you have. It's Paul, three, Charlie, seven. I have to say, Andy's gag so far better than the ten that we had in the fringe. Oh, yeah, that's, oh, true. that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charlie, you <laughs> go next. Plenty of time then. for that. Next birthday, <laughs> go down. I, I look forward. I look. I look forward to Jeff Peters' fringe hour next year when he yeah. fills it with absolutely amazing jokes. <laughs> what about what, what about we do the birthday spread at the fringe? Yeah. So oh, we yeah. should take the spread to the fringe. That would just no, be you, you seem very critical can, of, of people can, putting themselves on the line, Jeff. You confronted doing financially, their own fringe Jeff, hours. Particular nightmare. You know? Okay, <laughs> what a bad well, idea that yeah. would be. Okay. It's the novelist, critic, and biographer of George Orwell, hmm. uh, DJ Taylor. DJ Taylor. Oh, wow. oh, I'm, I'm sure stuff, Jeff yeah. knows him. He's yeah. worked yeah. Ibiza with him. That's right. I shall be eternally grateful. <laughs> Here we go. Grateful. Hold on tight. George be... Orwell on the decks. Yeah. <laughs> one, nine, eight, four. Can be, be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> on the ones and twos. Yeah. Shall Playing... I bother? 
playing Wigan Pier this week. Sorry. No, no. I'll what's leave the joke? What was well, it? there's no point now. No, was it? No, I shall be eternally oh. grateful for him yeah. uh, for rescuing me from drowning yesterday evening when I got into difficulties at our local pool. Yes, last night DJ saved my life. Oh, that's good. Ah, that's beautiful. Very nice. Very good. Okay, very good. he was the biographer of whom? Uh, George Orwell. George, George Orwell. Orwell. Yeah. Go on, Charlie, quick. 68. Uh, yeah, he's got to be up there, isn't he, really? I mean, it must have been written a long time ago. 71. Uh, where is he? 63. Oh, OK. Ooh, well, Charlie's clawed okay. it uh, What's that done yeah. to the scores, Jeff? It's made it interesting, mm. very interesting. Paul, eight out onto 11. Charlie, five out onto 12. Wow, OK, we're going to half-time okay, with this lovely. one, then. Quick, here we go, Andy. It's the fashion designer Catherine Hamnett. Oh, yeah. I invited her to a party I was throwing for the actor Warwick Davis. She was so late, she missed him completely. Very disappointed, Hamlet said, Alas, poor Warwick, I knew him well. Oh, <laughs> blimey, beautifully, beautifully constructed. Yeah, but Charlie should say at this point, no, it's Yorick, not Warwick. <laughs> oh, OK, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if, he, if he was... Hostile, well, we would if, if he was lies in Edinburgh. More, he might. So I'd say, uh, what is she these days? Oh, she must be... Um, she's been around for a long time, but... Uh, 60. What's after me? Yeah. What do you think? Charlie? Um, Catherine Hamnett. I think yeah. older than that. 64. Hmm. She, amazingly, she's 76. I would no. have agreed with you too. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. So, Incredible. we're going to half-time with Charlie in the lead, but what are the scores, Jeff? Yeah, Charlie, 12 out onto 24. Paul, 16 out onto 27. Charlie leads by three at the halfway stage. Do let us know you're getting Bang. on TalkSport.com. Text 81089, tweet J. Second half coming up shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Okay. So, um, 27 plays 24. Charlie's in the lead. He's got a smaller margin of error than me. And uh, he's on 24. And um, he will lead us off for the start of the second half. Uh, here's Pelle and Sergio Mendes again. Okay, Charlie, it's the singer-songwriter Dua Lipa. Dua oh, yeah. Lipa. Yeah, and actually, I've been studying her native Albanian with an app she's invented to help teach the language. Yes, I'm using Duolinga. Sorry. Dua... Okay, you lost heart with that at the end, didn't you? You realised it wasn't as good as you thought when you wrote it down. And I couldn't read my own writing. Oh, no. The fringe. Yeah. That will go down well live, that one. Sorry, Charlie. Okay, Dua Lipa. What do you think, Charlie? Hello, Charlie. Hello. 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 We can Hello. See you. Come yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go on then. It wasn't me. No. I was here. I was okay. here all along. Okay. You're not pleased. Me. You want me, baby. The sugar boot. The Milky Way. 27. <laughs> She's got to be around that, hasn't she? She's done a lot in a few years at the top. 29. Oh, 28. So oh. both very close. Oh. Okay. So, Jeff, what's that down to the scores? Both one out. Paul, 28. Charlie, 25. What a ding-dong do. Back to me, then, to kick this one off. Okay, it's the political strategist, Sir Linton Crosby. Oh, yeah. Sir Linton oh. Crosby. And he received so many COVID alerts during the pandemic. Uh, <laughs> I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> God. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, he? that he considered changing his name to Ping Crosby. <laughs> got there in the end. <laughs> oh, <laughs> couldn't read his own writing. Yeah, my writing's so bad. What is Sir Linton Crosby? He's been around a while, hasn't he? Um, 73. 73, Linton Crosby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, Linton. Uh, <laughs> 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 around Richmond Park no, after him. What was that horse called? Fent, was he? Fenton. Fenton. It wasn't no, a horse, it was a dog. Fenton, a dog. chase a horse around... <laughs> horse. <laughs> the horse, Andy Jacobs, horse chaser. Horse. What did... 
What did he? Uh, what did you say, Paul? I, I, said, I went. Well, I go. Did I say seventy-three? Seventy-three. I said, I yeah. said yeah. Uh, mm. Stone Union and Ram Smith Broadway. Seventy-five. <laughs> Wrong way, Regal. Sixty-seven. Ah, sixty-seven. Oh. Okay. Well, this is making it interesting, Jeff. What's the score? It is interesting, isn't it? It is very close. Paul six out onto thirty-four. Charlie eight out thirty-three. One in it, three to go. Ooh, what okay. A game, okay. That's that's a great game. game. It's uh, the musician. I've never heard of him. Ralph Hutter. Ralph. Hunter. Oh yeah, he's just finished yeah. compiling a large, fully comprehensive guide to absurdist comedy. It's complete and utter nonsense. Ah, I don't know Ralph Hutter. Do you know oh. Ralph Hutter, Charlie? No. I know his brother Peter, but um... <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter would Peter would have worked. Peter Hutter. I don't want to work. Peter, Peter, Peter Hutter. Peter Hutter. No. Listen, don't annoy Peter him. Hutter. Never, never hassle Hutter. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Not yeah. bad. Hassle Hooter, I think it's great. Ed Libbing in Edinburgh with us workshopping booed these off. gags. Tremendous. Yeah. Jeff would be booed off. Yeah, we would um, be booed off, Jeff. Yeah. You more than anyone. We're your toppers. Is it me? Is yeah, it it's me? you, Charlie, yeah. I haven't got a clue who he is. What well, does he actually do? He's, is this a singer? I don't know. No, Sing- a musician. Don't do say singer. what band he's in. Musician. What's his name? Ralph Hutter. No, Peter, yeah. not Ralph Hutter. Hey, Ralph. No, we said oh, Peter. Is he Ralph? Ralph no, his name's Ralph. His name's Peter Hutter. <laughs> so, this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's I'm not even sure his name's Hutter. I think okay. it might be Hutter. I know. I could, this, could, this could be the end of it. could be Hutter. could be, be rugby league fan. <laughs> 75. His own bar. Yeah. Uh, I haven't got a clue. I don't want to go too far because it's such a tight game. This is. I'm going to think strategically. 74. Oh. 77. Oh, I did well, didn't I? Out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah very bad. well. Calm down, Charlie. What's the uh, <laughs> what's 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 the score? It's Paul 37, Charlie 35, two in it, two to go. Wow, what a game. Okay. okay. It's the antiques expert from the antique roadshow. Bunny Campione. Bunny Campione. Bunny Campione. She just won the medal <laughs> tournament at our local golf club. We wanted to sing a song for her, we just couldn't think of one. Really? Yeah. Uh, Bunny, do you watch the um, do you watch the Antiques Roadshow, Charlie? I do. I can't I can't picture which one it is. No, no Bunny. Well, I watch it every it's week. It's a female but I Bunny, you. is it? Yeah. Well, I think Bunny uh, can be only. I don't know actually. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, the female Bunny off the uh, off that advert. Well, that's that? it. Yeah, the caramel. The caramel. The caramel yeah. advert. Um, man or woman, Andy? I'm just looking her up. Quite quick on that phone, aren't you? <laughs> I've got weather in the way. Weather bunny Campione. <laughs> Hold on. Great watching the, Andy on a mobile joke? phone. Yes, she's a woman. She, she's a, okay, she's breaking a news. Bunny Camp. I, I don't know. What's um, her? Do you know what her specially, specialism is? No. Uh, um, no. We'll just have a guess, Charlie. Um, it's six, you, isn't it? 62, I'm going to go. Bunny Campione. Yeah, got to hang around with you. So I'll just go 65. This has become very tactical. <laughs> isn't it? 78. Oh 78. 78, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Difficult one. Didn't know that was. So, oh, well, uh, Jeff, where does this leave us going into the final birthday? It leaves mm. us with Paul 16 out on that one and moves on to 53. Charlie 13 out and on to 48. So there's five in it. Oh, oh, that's cool. that and that means Charlie will lead us off into this one. To start okay. The is this the last one? Last yes. one. I've got to have one. a six swing either way. Yeah, six, okay. Swing. Six swing. He was the Conservative MP from 1983 to 2017, Lord Peter Lilly. 
Lord Peter mm. Lilly, and I bumped into Roger Daltrey recently. Did you really? Showed, yes, showed me some lovely, beautifully candid photographs he'd taken of Peter with his cam, old analogue camera. He said to me, do you want to see my pictures of Lilly? Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go then, Charlie, Peter mm, Lilly. Here we go then, yeah, sure, yeah, sure, here we go. Uh, I'm going to say he is 92. Okay, I don't think he's that old. Um, I could be wrong. I'm going to say... I'm going to say he is 85. He is, in fact, 80. Oh! Bad luck. Charlie thought I was going to put the old, very old one in last year. He always goes up. You always go old, last. No, I didn't know this So predictable. Well, I didn't. I can predict the age every single week. Well, you clearly didn't. You clearly couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Monsieur Poirot. (laughs) Brilliant. This is where your system breaks down. (laughs) That's fantastic. So, Jeff, give us the final scores, Jeff. Final scores, 58 to Paul, 60 to Charlie. Paul wins four in a row. Uh, Paul, 51. Charlie, 31 overall. And it's now 13-14. Charlie with a narrow 2023 lead. If you're going to start Very doing nice. some groundwork on the live Edinburgh shows, I'd, I'd get a small venue, something, you know, 12, 15, 12, 15 seats. 12 or 15 seats, I think, would do it. Really, it would be perfect. We'd all have to Thanks. stay in a flat for a month. Yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. No one had come. It'd be an absolute disaster. But then we could always put something online crying and say no one's come. But you know what? We'd yeah, place out, wouldn't we? Yeah. Fill the place out, who would, we, who would we get to do the crying? Who would, who would oh, be best yeah, well, first day doing I, the crying? I wonder. Um, OK, Charlie, I, thank I, you. I win Edinburgh Gag of the Year for Fred Durst. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, be back, you'll be back on Saturday with Max, I take it, yeah? Saturday morning, 9 till 11, the game day warm-up. Autobiography wars... Um, all sorts of stupid stuff and some serious things as oh, well. Time difference. So imagine that, you know. Time difference, yeah, yeah. No, we can't. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. Thanks, Charlie. Uh, and thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Cheerio. Thank you, thank Jeff, you. for catching Thank you, you for the week. best half hour of the week. Cheers, boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's easily pleased. I know. <laughs> uh, there's not much going on in Leicester at the moment, clearly. <laughs> well, they made a reasonable start. Well, I, I didn't. I just met, yeah. They have. Thank you, Andy. They have made a reasonable start. Thanks for telling us that. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show as it all unfolded. We will reconvene tomorrow. We'll have some clips of the week, more yeah. live racing. Uh, SV Collymore will join us. Stan is here yes. to uh, preview the weekend's he football. He was up at Hibernian yesterday. Yeah, he went in the match, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, looking good. Looking good for Villa. So that's all to come. Do hope you can join us from one. If not, the podcast will be available about four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.